Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And of course, I've got my OGs, K. Scott, Rojo. Talk to him, fellas. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Can't complain. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know if this is out there in Utah, but they have a place out here called Hammer and Nails, where basically it's a grooming salon to where you can get uh, manny and petties, all that. I ain't gonna lie. I got a pedicure today, and it feels amazing. I'm out here with flip flops. Well, wait, it's called ham- hammering and nails. Hammer and nails. Yep. Hammer and nails. <laughs> yeah. So I'm out here in my Crocs with no socks on. So I'm feeling Whoa. good. You're stepping out for real, huh? <laughs> for real. <laughs> what about you, Rojo? What's up? No, I'm doing good. I don't good. know if you can beat that one. You know, no, I, I heard about that place, though. That's crazy because I heard about that place. Super yeah, nice. Get the sports pedicure. Change your life, I, I tell you. Yes, yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. It takes care of us, man. Like, you know, so talking about social health, this kind of blends in with it because, hey, a lot of the women out there, they feel like, you know, like that's a big social health part of getting their nails done, feet mm. done, hair done. Yep. This is another way. And I heard about that place out here in Utah. It's not in Utah, but I heard about it in Texas out here in Utah. So I know it's going it's going big. But, you know, once again, for me, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Chilling. So, so basically what you're telling me is it's basically the barber for your feet. In a way. Yes. It's, it's like going to a foot barber because, yeah, when, you know, when, when the ladies go get their hair and their nails done, they chop it up and they talk, whatever. But this is like specifically like towards like marketed towards men. Is it? Yep. Is that what this is? Oh, yep. That's okay. what I heard. Yeah. Sure is. It's really good, man. They, they put the hot rocks and the, the clipping of the toenails, the m- massaging my leg. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. I, it, was, it was amazing. Whole hour. They, so, so, so they don't shame you. They don't look down at your feet and look up Mm-mm. at you and like shake their head. Like, what have you been doing for the past 20 years? To <laughs> you your know, toes? it's crazy because they're <laughs> like, why, why more men doesn't do this? Like, don't do this. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm going to start coming monthly. Hey man, I know that that sounds like that might be the move. Hammer and nails, case okay, of free ad. If you're if you're in uh, Texas or a state that has hammer and nails, go check them out. Maybe we'll get them as a sponsor uh, sometime on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll you, do Dave? we'll do a How podcast all out in the sun, wearing our flip flops. I don't know if people want all that though. That might be a little too Anything much else? there. <laughs> that might we don't need the visual. We don't need people to actually <laughs> see. It's like man, they need a lot more work on their on their on their hammers. Big right. <laughs> uh, uh, anything that they give us. <laughs> yeah, they, they need bigger hammers to get those nails. Boom, boom. All right. No, I'm I'm doing good, man. The sun's out a little bit. Uh got to uh do a little bit of my favorite activity this morning. I got to work on my body, my physical therapy, and do a little jujitsu. So mm-hmm. uh so that was fun. But yeah, man, let's let's go ahead and get after some questions because I, I I like I like the vibe that we all have right now. We got the pedicure vibe, yep. we got the Father's Day coming off Father's Day vibe. So, oh yeah. Feeling good. All right, so, uh, Kay, you got this one for us? Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get to it. So, first and foremost, appreciate this question, just like all the other ones. And so, before I get started on the question, remember, all these episodes that you guys are tuning into, whether it's on the Apple Podcast, Instagram, YouTube Shorts, whatever it is, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and make sure that, you know, you keep on pushing this message so that not only 
you can do it, but your parents can do it. Everybody that wants to be involved can be able to get this message. So yeah, and, and, and if you got some friends, if you got some friends or some neighbors and their kids are a little wild and they got some issues, please forward these podcast episodes to please. them. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> but cool. Let's get into this question. This question that I have, and Dave, like always, we love for you to kick this off, man. Okay, How can I go about telling my parents I don't need their help, even though they believe that I do? Mm. Okay, first off, you want to scream at the top of your lungs. <laughs> I don't need your help. Leave me alone. Ah. Oh, or say, or no, and while you're saying that, say something offensive in the middle. You think you know what's best, but you don't know nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> um, obviously, that, that's not real advice. I'm just playing around. Uh, you know, it's here's the thing is, can you really blame young people for, for feeling like, it's like, hey, I got this. I got this. I like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And, anyway. you know, I, I can't blame for that because I, I, I think we can all remember when we're teenagers, we mm -hmm. get a little bit of knowledge. We get a little bit of confidence. We get a little bit of swagger. We, we maybe we get some, uh, some wins going our way. Maybe we right. start to go, okay, I got a couple A's in this class. Maybe I figured this out. Or maybe we finally just want to try it on our own. And mm. even though we may not have it figured out, we want to proclaim, I got this. It's okay. You know, the whole entire fake it till you make it saying, right, right. Yep. Well, I think for young people, as soon as they feel like they have something, they may not have it figured out or mastered, but they want to be able to do it on their own. So it doesn't surprise me to hear a teenager saying like, how do I tell my parents? Like, I don't need their help. Now, since we don't know any of the intimate details of this, by the way, to all of our listeners, if you guys haven't noticed this, we were talking about this before the podcast. When we get questions from teenagers, they're like one sentence. When I get a, pet, a question from a parent, it's like a book. <laughs> if it was a text. It's one of those texts that go from the tip of your middle finger all the way down to your elbow, like one of those right. texts, right? Yep. If they're sending it through Instagram, it's like multiple different messages because they can't fit it in all in one message. <laughs> okay. So this is obviously from a, a teenager. So since we don't know exactly what uh, this teenager is talking about, um, like I, I don't need my parents' help. Let's assume it's something that the parents have a good argument that, well, if you didn't need our help, how can we keep on having to remind you about it? If you didn't need our help, how come, you know, you failed, you did this, you screwed up. And since it's summertime, I would like to use an example of a client that I've been working with more recently. I'm going to switch up the details of this client as I always do. So you can't possibly know who I'm referring to, even if you were to know this person, right? I'll switch up some details. But I'm working with a client right now, and this client is an athlete. In fact, a really good athlete. In fact, he is a highly rated Division I prospect for football here in the state of Utah. Mm. And I'm working with him. And his parents, because he's such a highly rated prospect in the state of Utah, his parents are obviously well invested into his athletic, athletic career. In today's world, different than when we grew up, guys, um, I remember all we needed to do to play football was a pair of cleats. They provided the rest mm -hmm. and good luck. Yep. That's it. Did, did, did any of your parents hire former NFL football players to come teach you the ins and outs of the game? No, no need to. <laughs> no. And all my friends, they, they used to say, oh, you, you know, you, you got a good advantage because you have two older brothers in the NFL right now. So that's why you know so much about football. I'm like, those two men have literally taught me zero things. <laughs> they never played with me. They yeah. never hung out with me. It's I don't even know old. if they even liked me to be totally honest with you. <laughs> All I know is I had two older brothers that played in the NFL and they had no desire to help their younger brother who was just coming mm. up. 
So, right? Whatever's going on, let's just use this example, like I'm saying, since it's summertime, let's, let's assume it's sports related. Because regardless what the topic is, you're going to get some nuggets from this. Right. So if it's sports related, the parents, just like with academics or anything else, parents are highly invested. Parents have spent tons of money, okay, uh, tournaments, camps, trips, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, the, the speed agility training, all the different types of parents have spent lots of money. So when parents put lots of money into something, they feel like they have earned an opinion on that thing. Right. They get to share their thoughts and feelings. Usually the parents were not experts in this thing. So for example, mm-hmm. this young man I'm thinking about, he had one parent that played a division one sport. It wasn't this sport and it was a different sport, but both of the parents have very strong opinions on the X's and O's of what he's supposed to be doing. So here's where it comes into a problem. They're not experts at it. However, they've been sponsoring it. He would like to be able to fail or succeed on his own. He's at the point where he's tired of hearing what they want him to do. He would prefer them to not give him any more advice or tell him what to do. He wants to do it on his own. It's like he'd rather fail on his own or succeed on his own. He doesn't want to share the success with them, at least not right now at this moment. And he doesn't want to share the the, the failures with, with them at this moment. So this was a tough sell because when I had met with him not too long ago, he said, hey, uh, I want, can you help my parents leave me alone and quit bugging me so I can just do this on my own? And the parents were like, hey, can you get our son to talk to us more and open up about what's going on in his life? Because not only is he not talking to us about football, he's not talking about his relationship with his girlfriend. He's not mm-hmm. talking about his, if he had a good day, a bad day, this and that and the other. Well, wow. these are separate conversations. So I go back and I talk to the teenage boy. He's like, well, I would talk to them about my day if they weren't all up in my junk, always asking me a million questions about mm-hmm. sports and did I do my workout? Did I do that? Because in his opinion, he said, he goes, they'll ask me like, hey, how are you and your girlfriend do? I'll start talking. I'll say something. And then somewhere in there, it's like, oh, wait, you guys were out how late last night? So is that why you didn't get up on time for your workout this morning? And then in his opinion, he's like, it's a trap. Hmm. He goes, I can't have a conversation with my parents that doesn't lead back to why wasn't I talking to recruits or the coaches? Did I talk to this guy? Did I talk to that guy? No, these certain schools have already offered him scholarships, but other schools haven't offered him scholarships. Have you uh, done this? Have you done that? And he's literally, his head's about to explode. He's like, you could tell. I mean, I don't think he's going to do that, but I could tell by the look of this young man, there's times where he's looking at me like, I don't even want to play football no more. Mm. Now, does he love football? Does he like it? Yes, but he doesn't like all this stuff that comes along. It's like like he can't ever go to football practice, come home, and just have a normal relationship with his parents. Now, again, this is an example, you guys, so I don't want anyone listening to this to think that you have to do football to get with this. But what the here here's the key components to this. You had a young person that wants to venture on his own. Mm-hmm. Parents still want to – all parents are guilty of this. They want to – well, not all. Most parents are guilty <laughs> of this. They want to shortcut the learning process for their kids. Right. Most parents say, hey, listen, I've made lots of mistakes. Let me teach you what not to do so you don't have to make my mistakes. You can get to success much faster. I don't have to like go through heartache about worrying about you. Just let me be more involved. The problem with that is 
when you're at a certain age, you have to start taking on the responsibility. You have to start talking to the coaches. You have to start talking to the recruits. You have to be your own brand and your own recognition. Parents can only have so much involved. And if they're too involved, it's going to really hurt the relationship between you as an athlete and as a parent. So for anyone out there listening, any of you teenagers listening to this, here's what I told this young man, and here's what I told him to do with his parents. Now, I actually helped them with this, so I don't know if every teenager listening to this can do the exact same thing. However, you can do something similar. So what I told him, I said, hey, you got <clears> to <throat> negotiate with your parents. You got to give them a little what they want, and then you're going to get a little bit what you want. But you can't just have them leave you alone and just not talk to them and right. expect they're just going to go away into the midst and just, and just never talk to you again about stuff. Mm-hmm. One, that's not realistic because they're your parents. And by the way, he's going to need their help with something. Right. He may need something called money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when he you know asks for money and the parents are going to be like, Oh wait, so you want money from us now. Mm-hmm. But last week when we we're trying to like figure out how your day was, stuff like that, you don't want to talk to us then, but now you want to give us all these details about why you need this money in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So now he's about details, but last week he wasn't. So I said, you got to come to the middle with them. So here's a suggestion. I said, start a group text with your parents, all three of them. If there's ever an issue where you feel that your kid is not communicating just to you, there needs to be more people on that text thread. The more people, the more eyes are on it, the more likely they're going to follow through. So this young man said, parents, and by the way, I'm on this one with them, so it's a little bit different. All four of us on the text thread. I said, hey, why don't you come up with three different emojis? And I've done this with lots of teenagers throughout the years, and emojis really makes us help out a lot. Because emojis say something without saying something, right? Mm-hmm. So they come up with three different emojis. One emoji is, by the way, this is at the end of every day. He sets an alarm on his phone, send a text emoji, right? So he sends a text emoji. He picks one of three emojis. One emoji is emoji that he really loves. That means he had a great day and um, he'd be happy to talk to his parents about the day. Okay. The second emoji is an emoji that's like, it wasn't a great day. It wasn't a horrible day. It's just one of those days where he's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to get into it. Blah. Like, it's not really, can we just talk about tomorrow or can we just skip this day in general? So he sends that emoji. The third one is an emoji of something that he really doesn't like. Now I do this with all the kids I work with. And that is an emoji that tells the parents like, not only do I not want to talk, it's probably better that I don't talk today because I'm going to be filled with just vinegar and anger and frustration. Those are the days where teenagers may throw shots at their parents and start mm-hmm. blaming their for parents for things just because they're having a bad day. Right. If the parent presses them too much about information. Mm-hmm. So as teenagers, you can tell your parents, say, listen, I know I haven't been communicating much about this. You know that I want to be left alone, do it on my own. I realize that that's not realistic because, you know, what if the parents told the teenager, we want to be left alone and don't bother me. Mm. That means you can't ask them for money. You can't yeah. ask them to go anywhere. Like no, your parents I... left you completely alone. You, you know, you'd have some problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I've had teenagers do this. that didn't have me help. And they go to their parents and say, can I make you a deal? Can we negotiate? I will give you an emoji at the end of each day to let you know where I'm at. This one emoji that lets you know I'm in a good place. That means, Hey, I'm, I'm down to talk. And then we can text a little bit. And it's like, Oh, um, you know, parents always use statements. So tell your parents to say, oh, see that you have a a sunshine emoji day. Let's say that was the good one. Right. Uh, We would love to hear about it. 
just have your parents say, tell me you'd love to hear about it. If I give you the second emoji where it's just like, let's say the second one's kind of like one of those thumbs is just kind of like this, right? It's not down, it's mm-hmm. not up, right? It's just like, eh. Yep. Well, then the parents can comment on that. And then you tell the parents, the parents can comment something like this. Oh, man. Well, it, 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 sound, it sounds like he had some ups and downs this day. You know, mm-hmm. we're here if you need anything. Leave it like right? That. That's it. Now, the day where it's like a thumbs down, whatever the emoji you pick for that, it's like something. Maybe pick your like um, a food or something like that you hate, right? <laughs> and, you, know, you, put that, you put that in the emoji, right? And that one is the one that's like, hey, you know, I'm not really having a great day. I'm kind of in a bad place. Right. Parents can then say, "Hey, thanks for appreciate, thanks for letting us know. You know, we'll we'll, we'll give you we'll, we'll give you a little extra space, a little extra time, just to chill out." Okay, what I what have they what has been happening is the kids realize a little bit of communication gives your parents just enough of what they want. Mm-hmm. Too much communication, teenagers feel like, "Hey, this is a trap." Yep. All right. So no communication makes your parents feel like we're sponsoring your entire life and we get no insight, no input. We're left in the dark. We, we have to find out on social media what you're doing. Mm. Right? So that's so you don't want those either. So back to Goldilocks and Three Bears, too much, too little, just right. Just right. Okay? <laughs> now, what happens to this, I tell teenagers, once you do these emojis, once you see your parents face-to-face, then, by the way, I didn't make up the rules. I don't like it that teenagers are more comfortable communicating through a phone. But we use the phone oh. and the group text. We use that as kind of like an icebreaker. Right. I say, okay, if you're going to text an emoji through, to your parents, it doesn't mean you're not talking to them. It just means they're just going to give you a little bit more of grace if it's a bad day. Mm-hmm. If, it's a, if it's an okay day, it's like, hey, I'll tell you what. Well, you don't, you don't have to talk about when you come home for practice. We can talk about it after dinner. Take your time, right? And the first one is like, hey, you know, we, we're, we're looking forward to hear about it. If you give that first emoji, well, then you better be ready to like just give your parents a little insight, a little detail. If you use the second one, it's like it's going to buy you a little bit of time, but you know, eventually you got to give them a little bit of information, whether you're texting that information in the text or you're talking to them face to face. And of course, the third one doesn't mean that you don't have to talk about your day, but you definitely can buy yourself enough time where you're like, listen, I definitely don't want to talk about it right now. I, I need some time to cool off. I've had a bad day, mm-hmm. right? When you come home after a bad day, some people don't want to relive the entire bad day because you've been trying to like just get through the day. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. The emoji is going to help you as a young person, let your parents know and communicate. Because the question was, how do I get them to to leave me alone? Mm -hmm. We don't just ignore them. Any good parent, you ignore them, they're just going to come after you harder. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to cause more problems. But then again, I can see where teenagers come from. If you give them too much information, then some parents are like, eee! they just want to reel it all in. Now I want to know everything about your life, which, you know, I mean, that's not realistic either. So I know I, I went on a big spread on that one, but what are some of you guys' thoughts? You know, one thought that came to mind for me when you were explaining, like, the negotiation part between a parent and a child it's just a partnership that comes in between the communication, right? You need yeah. for the, the kid to understand like, hey, I know that they're my parents. They want the best as for me. So them leaving me alone, like you mentioned, it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. how can I go about it as much as I can to let them know like, hey, I got it. And if I get here and get stuck, then you can help me. Or I can be like, hey, mom, dad, can you help me out of here? It's sort of like the they don't want you to touch the stove because they know it's going to be hot. But kids nowadays, you know, even though I'm a parent, you tell them, 
But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let them touch the stove just so that they can <laughs> see how hot it is so that they know you can't go too far without coming and needing my help. So, you know, that's one of the things that I love doing is like, okay, figuring out how we can work in partnership. Another way for them to, to, to tell their parents without telling them that they don't need their help is showing it in their actions. Right. So if you, like you mentioned, like the branding and, and, and operating yourself as a business, if you do it that way to your parents feel like they don't need to have as much hands on on you because you're doing the things you're supposed to and in and, and a way that's respectful, right. And not out of character type things. I think they're going to give you some rope to, to move an Uber through. And so you just got to know for yourself, like, okay, let me handle myself in the right way so that my parents can give me rope. And if I don't handle myself in the right way, I just must know in my back of my head, my parents ain't going to cut me that enough slack to, to do that. So partnership is really key when it comes to parent and child relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, and all you teens listening out there, you might not have heard any of our other episodes, but what, what uh, Kay just talked about is a very important social health tool parent teen partnership agreements meaning mm, parents yep. and teens the more and kids but specifically teens the more they learn to work as partners the more mm. they can have that relationship throughout the rest of their life because you're only going to be underneath your parents control for a certain part of your life right the rest of your life your partners and if you're a parent out there listening to this if you're a good partner your kid will most likely come visit you when you're old <laughs> they will take care of you. They will help you. They may even change your diaper if you right. need that when you get older. Right. I can tell you guys, though, from personal experience, the kids that did not have a partnership with their parents, yeah, they may take care of their parents when they're older, but they may just do the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. They may be more on that side of like, well, they didn't do much for me. They, that resentment can still mm -hmm. go on all the way throughout the rest of their life if we're not careful. Right. Yeah. Rosa, what are yeah, some of your thoughts? Yeah. Well, for me, it was, the, it was the same thing. Partnership, like hearing, hearing y'all mention that, that was exactly what I was going to go with is that when it came to my mom, giving me a little bit more leash or a little bit more, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna let them kind of do it because I showed, I showed more responsibility than a couple of my, like my brother and my sister. I showed a little bit more maturity and I, and I understood things quicker. So my mom kind of been more, my mom was more of like, Okay, like I know that he can get it, even though she was still guiding me, like, you know, like mm -hmm. still making sure that she not hover me, but making sure like, hey, I know he's going to make the best decision and I'm mm -hmm. not going to say anything, but I'm going to be there just in case he stumbles so I can make mm -hmm. sure he, he gets up. So, you know, you teenager that, that asks this question, this is a good question. It's just more of what are you doing to show that you're responsible? Mm -hmm. You know, are you are you doing the little small details? And what I mean by the small details is that. You waking up, getting yourself up on on time, getting mm. yourself in the car on time. Mm. You know where we don't have to remind you, uh, taking yep. out the trash on time. I mean, I've right. used that example a lot of like taking out the trash on time. Some of your chores that needs to be done, that's an automatic that needs to be done. That will always be a daily chore. Are you being a good partner and making sure that you're getting that done? Because we're a partner, like we said, partnership. We're together in this. I got to make sure that you're doing your part in our relationship as parent and, and teenager or parent, parent and child. And you got to make sure I'm doing my job as a parent. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, cause I'm a parent, you're a child, but we still a partnership. So right. yes, hearing that is something that's big to me is just showing that you could be responsible with some of the small details mm. of things. That's daily reminders that normally your mom or dad has to daily remind you about things. 
Dude, yeah, Brojo, yeah. You, you, man, my bad, but Brojo, you just thought, man, threw it out there. When you create daily habits, you create leverage for yourself. That's all I yeah, heard sure. from what you talk yep. about. Now yep. you use that leverage to, uh, mom, can yeah. I get this? Mom, can you give me, just back off a little bit. Leverage. That's hey, the, conver the conversation becomes much easier. So like you were saying, cause the conversation becomes really easy to talk to your parents and be like, Hey, look, like, you know, like, I don't really want to, I don't need your help on this or it becomes just easy because mm. you can leverage it and you can talk it out because you got partners, you, you got to mm. figure out a way to communicate and have to figure out a way to communicate parent and child, child and parent. Boom. Wow. You know, some of the cleverest teens I've worked with, once they got this down really well, they'd go to their parents and say, Hey, I noticed that you haven't been at, you haven't been nagging me on X, you know, whatever this is lately, is it because I've been doing better and I've been falling through? And mm -hmm. then the parent is like, yeah, actually it is. So what happens is sometimes the parents are really good at the nagging and reminding part, but when the kid's doing it better, they forget to say, Hey, I'm not nagging you, reminding me because you're doing it better. Mm -hmm. Now this kid was very smart because he was fishing for compliments. And right when his parent was like, yeah, you're right. I, you've been doing this. I give you props then because he listened to me. He said, okay, well, now that you've noticed that I've been doing a lot more, uh, I was wondering if I could talk about my curfew. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. think about it, as parents, especially today's parents, we're, we're different than old school parents. Today's parents are like, if our kids are being smooth with it and they're mm. learning how to like use what I call healthy manipulation, like they're doing the things we want them to do, and they come back to us and offer like a negotiation for something, most parents in today's world are open for negotiation if they mm. see their kids doing those day-to-day -day habits like you guys talked about. If you see your kids doing day-to-day -day habits and then your kid's like, hey, I want X, Y, or Z, and if it's it's within reason, not like thousands of dollars, you'll be like, okay, I'll listen. Okay, let me see. Pitch it. Pitch it to me. What, what do you mm -hmm. got? What do you got? I think that's great, you guys. Those daily habits, the partnerships, you guys heard it here on OG Therapy. Do not forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow me on Instagram at David underscore K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I underscore on Instagram. Rojo, where can they find you? Um, on my Instagram is Robert L. Johnson 32 and on my Twitter is TheRojo32. And quickly, let me say this before we, before we move on, is that it's timing when it comes to you leveraging things, teenagers. So out there, don't clean up the dishes, then turn around quickly and be like, hey, mm. can I do this? Give it some time, but gotta let it breathe. Sure. Gotta let it breathe. Yes. Be smooth with it. <laughs> let it Be marinate a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah, give your mom a couple compliments. Oh, your hair yep. looks good, mom. This and that. Go maybe go finish some laundry and then come back after she hasn't seen you for a little while. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But go yeah. ahead, K Scott, with your uh, your uh, social media handles. Yeah, for me, Instagram and Twitter is the same. It's at K Scott underscore two. All right, and you can follow us on YouTube as well. By the time this podcast comes out, we will be changing the name from Light the Fight to OG Therapy on YouTube. And if you want to follow us on Patreon, you can go to www. Ooh, wait a second. We're going to switch to Patreon as well. I'm going to tell you the Patreon next week because right now we're switching from Light the Fight to OG Therapy. We don't know the exact name of that. We're getting that dialed in. But until next time, you guys, thank you so much for trusting us because like we always tell you, if life and stress and everything's got you down on your knees, don't worry. You got your OGs. Talk to you next time.